Hello, you are listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. I am your host, Lily, and I found out I was an NPE through an ancestry DNA test that changed my life forever. NPE is a term that stands for not parent expected or non paternal event. This means that one or more of our parents are not who we believe them to be. NPE Stories is a podcast where NPEs can share their story of what their original family was like, how they found out they were an NPE, and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. Welcome to episode 81. Today I am speaking with Jason. Hi, Jason. Hello. How are you, Lily? I'm good. It's nice to finally meet you. I've, I've seen you in the forums, and it's nice to be talking to you tonight. Yeah, nice to be talking to you. I have read just a few sentences about your story, but I'm looking forward to listening to it tonight. So why don't you tell me what your childhood was like and what your original family was like? My mother had me at a very young age of 17. She, she got married to a gentleman that she had met that just gotten home from the military. And um, it was a pretty close window there. So she was pretty certain and she was pretty honest with him about it that, that I wasn't his child. Um, but he'd always hoped that I was. And so he's the man that raised me as a dad. Um, when I was four, we had a little brother and then another little sister when I was around nine years old. And then my parents got divorced. My mother remarried and had a couple more, I had a few more kids with that gentleman as well. Um, when I was about 10, when that divorce happened, my, my dad got me and my brother and he had us for a couple of years until he remarried. And then we were sent off to live with our mom at that point. When I was 18 is when my mother told me, that he wasn't actually my father. Um, and she thought it was this other gentleman. And so we searched and had, uh, found that he had actually committed suicide. Um, when I would have been about 11 years old. And so for a few years there, I just didn't really do much about it after that. Um, fast forward to 2001. So this would have been, probably 10 years after um, my, I was married and my father-in-law was pretty ill and it was kind of dawned on me that, you know, I'd never spoken with, with this gentleman named Roy, his family at all. And so I decided, well, you know, I'll reach out to them and try to try to make contact. Long story short, it's kind of passed around between a few members and that was a, a heck of a family dynamic that they had there. Um, he, he, him and his sister were both conceived and born over in Vienna, Austria. Well, their dad was over there serving in the war. Um, and then he got called back and they were about four or five when his mother sent for, for the lady and his two daughters or two children to come over and live here. And, um, then after just a few months of being here, she decided that she didn't want to be with the gentleman gentleman anymore because he was a very abusive alcoholic at this point. So she so kind of went their way. Um, and so with so he was raised by his grandma, his grandmother, because the mom left and kept the daughter, and he stayed with his with, well with his father's family, which actually ended up being his grandmother that raised him. So there was a lot of issues that he had there, not not really 
his father didn't really have much to do with him. And so it's what ended up causing some of the, some of the issues that he had that eventually led to him dying. But anyways, um, so I, that's the reason why I didn't actually reach out to the people because I didn't know how they were going to feel about it. Um, so when I finally did, um, yeah, his dad talked to me for a couple minutes. Well, nice to meet you and sent me over to his sister who sent me to another sister who sent me to another sister in this big circle. <laughs> um, so then I ended up spinning from 2001 through um, 2018, believing this family was my family. And I got pretty close with one of his sisters, met his mom. I never did meet his dad. Um, and then uh, in 2018, my eldest daughter was getting married and this aunt was going to come up for the wedding. And I'd never actually sat down and talked with my father about it. And my mother passed away back in 2009. So me and my brother thought, hey, well, let's uh, we'll submit to ancestry and find out if we're if we're half brothers, like you know, like mom said. And sure enough, it came back that we were. But <laughs> the last name of the person that I was told was nowhere to be found in there. Um, there was some other names, and with on that guy's father's side there was a lot of LDS people in the area where we live, where they were from. And there was none of those names. These were all like German and Scandinavian names instead. And so I searched for probably, it took about a year to figure it out. Um, the closest match ended up being a first, um, a first cousin of my biological father. And his parent or his dad was one of 21 children. So, Wait, yeah. say that again. His, his father. So my grandfather was one of 21 children. Oh my gosh. So, so as I was trying to pick through the 21 to figure out, you know, which lineage I came from, um, there was about five of the original 21 that were still alive. And we got one of them that finally had submitted um, and she come back as like a great aunt, like the 700 centimorgans range. Um, cause before that, all the closer matches were around 270 to about 301 or so like that. And, uh, so <laughs> I'd figured out that, you know, the ones in like that mid 200 to, to low 300 ended up being either my mother's first cousins or my biological father's first cousins. So, so I was going through picking through all the 21 trying to figure all that out. And, um, ended up after about a year, there, there was a couple of the family members that were helping me, but I was getting met with a lot of resistance um, from quite a few of them as well. Um, then I decided, well, I submitted cause I'd up, I'd done all the uploads, you know, you gone through, um, my heritage and living my living DNA and family tree DNA and Jed match and all that other stuff. And ended up submitting to 23 and me and found two half sisters that I'd never met. So, Oh yeah. So, and then who, which led me to their father. So, um, but they, they hadn't, they hadn't really talked to him in about 15 years. They were pretty detached from him. Um, 
think with alcoholism and some other stuff going on, I don't really know, but he left at a young age and they're not very close with him. So you contacted your two half sisters. Yes. Well, the first, the first one, she came in in a match of, of, uh, of 1230 centimorgans, which was low. So I was like, Oh, maybe this is an aunt or something, but, but she was younger than me. And so I was like, well, maybe it's just a first cousin or something, you know? Um, and then as I was messenger, she wasn't really responding much at first. And then about five days later, which is actually tomorrow will be the two year anniversary that I, um, the second sister popped in as a half sibling, um, at like 1700 and some odd, pretty much the same as my, my brother and my sister that I was, one of my sisters that I was raised with. And it said that, that I got in there and looked and it said that, that they were full, full siblings. So at that point I knew what I was dealing with. Is your birth father still alive? Yeah. Yeah. He's still alive. Um, I talked to him. I ended up in contact with him that night. Um, just sent him a message, you know, do you remember so-and-so from, from Idaho? And he said, yeah, I did. And, and he's, you know, what's this about? And so, yeah. So oh my. I sent him like screenshots of the results. He's oh. <laughs> like, so are you saying that you're related to me? He's <laughs> like, yes. So, but he's, uh, He's got the stage four uh, C COPD or whatever it is. Uh huh. Um, and so he's he's kind of living on borrowed time, we think. So I'm actually getting ready to head over to Seattle here in the next few days to actually meet him. So will that be your first time meeting him, or have you met him before? I haven't met him yet? Nope. Nope. With COVID, of course, you know that kind oh, of yeah. pressed everything back. I was going to go before, and then he got sick and. I don't know if, if the sickness has been, what's the deterrent or if there, I don't, I don't really know at this point. Um, why, why there's been some resistance. I know his, his mother. Um, so my grandmother, she was still alive until she passed away back in first part of March of this year. So did you get a chance to talk to her? I did not. So she, um, she was in a home. She'd ended up having dementia. So, so that ended up being her downfall. So mm. I haven't really talked to too much of his family. Um, mostly a few cousins and his, and his uh, stepmother, she's still alive. Um, mm. Cause his, his dad got divorced and remarried and had a couple more kids with another wife. And so, but his siblings from both sides have been, um, like hesitant they're they're not really wanting to talk to me so yeah i think there's there's some money things and stuff that everyone's being kind of suspicious about and stuff but i mean i own my own business i have my own life i just want to know where i come from (laughs) absolutely you yeah you deserve that information yeah yeah well and then finding out other things of you know heart conditions and cancers and other stuff that just weren't in my family history before. So I had no idea. Are you going out there alone next yeah, week yeah, or yeah. are you bringing your wife? I'm probably just going to make the trek by myself this time. So just, uh, you know, with the circumstances, I don't, I still don't really know what to, what to feel and believe yet, you know, so I'm trying to still trying to figure it out. So I, 
try to go a couple times and like it's like down to the last minute he cancels on me and so the hesitant part has kind of made me kind of wonder you know if if you're that reluctant then what's your problem <laughs> yeah so because he, he's changed his story a couple times i know he's he's got some alcoholism as well and, and stuff so it's like you have to stay kind of guarded yeah a little protective with your relationship with him yeah yep yep which is exactly how my two sisters are and so that's been an interesting situation, you know, having to keep keep all that stuff compartmentalized. Um, you know, like my relationship yeah. with them is my relationship with them, and his with them is his and theirs and not mine. And, and I don't want to know either side of it. Just I just want to know you guys, and that's all that really matters to me. Have you met them in person yet? I have not, but that's going to happen this summer. They live just a few hundred miles away, so not too far. Where he lives, like 900 miles away from me. He lives over there, over in Seattle. They live up in Montana. And how about your, I know you have a half brother. I think you have a half sister from your original. Yes. Yeah. From my original. So I mm-hmm. have, I have one half brother and four half sisters from my mother. Okay. And then the other and two new ones. So now six total sisters, <laughs> and one brother. Six sisters and one brother. Do they know about each other? Um, they do. My other sisters from my mother are quite quite a bit younger than me. Um, the oldest one, I, think I was ten when she was born, and so I actually have a, I have one child that's actually older than my youngest sibling. How are your siblings and mom um, regarding all of this news? Is this stuff you can talk about freely? Yeah, yeah. For the most part, it is. Um, I've talked to my my dad that raised me, my birth certificate father. Um, we finally sat down and had a talk when I, it was right before I, I discovered, you know, who, who the identity was. Um, Cause I just was like, kept running into wall after wall, you know, and, and some of his family just didn't want to, we were having a heart. I had, he had like two cousins that were helping me out um, and no one else wanted to help us. And, and you figure like between, my biological father and his cousins. And then I guess it would be my cousins through that. There's over 300 people. Hmm. So, I mean, 21 kids had a lot of kids. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Who had a lot of kids. So, yeah. Wait, you have like 300 cousins. Yeah. It's huge. Oh my gosh. It's huge. And, and so it turns out I actually have some first cousins. So my, my biological father has an older sister and that's full from his dad's first marriage. And they actually live, they actually grew up like 45 miles away from me. Um, I didn't know any of them. Um, I have met, I have met them two of them anyways. Um, and so, so they've been pretty good, but their mom won't talk to me. So she won't talk to you. She just doesn't want to acknowledge that you are part of the family. Okay. Yeah, I think that there's like on one side, there's like my my grandfather um, was pretty successful, owned a few um, service stations and um, like an automotive um, radiator welding shop and a farm with a bunch of like prize horses. And so there's a lot of money on that side. 
And then on my biological grandmother who just died, her family, of course, helped settle a lot of North Dakota as well. And so there's a lot of oil rights in there as well. And so I think that between the two families, there's a lot of like inheritance type things that everybody's uh-huh. lined up for. And so they feel like I'm a threat of coming in. But I told them, I'm like, I'll sign a waiver right now and sign it all. I don't care. Like, it's, that's not important to me. Yep. You know, like I wasn't raised that way. It's, that's not my past. Um, I mean, you people are my past, but that's not my past. So it's not important. Yeah. And it's, it's probably, it's sad that you have to even say that if they're so protective of it, but it's always a good idea to just right. let it be known. I'm not looking for anything. Yeah. yeah like I, more so, I just want to meet you guys, you know, like, yep. you know, like growing up all those years, um, you know, like I always felt like I wasn't where I was supposed to be, you know, um, even though like, I mean, I was with my people, like I, you know, you still feel like you're not with your people, you know, um, like growing up, we would get in trouble would do things and and if my little brother was the one who done it he would just you know get a little swat and go to bed but if it was me it was bad you know so he would he would step up and say well i did it it wasn't him i did it so you know and so he'd take the fall for me a lot as kids so so even though um you know even though we had different dads him and i we're still we're still really close so you, you spent a lot of your life thinking this other man was your birth father. Was his yeah. name Roy, Roy. Mm-hmm. Yep. that committed suicide? Yes. I, why, I mean, I can guess, but why do you think your mom thought, uh, told you that he was your birth I, father? You know, but maybe because, um, maybe because I'm a little bit darker complected with, you know, dark hair and dark eyes and, and the, and the person, so this other, this other, um, person, his name is Dennis. It turns out him and Roy were roommates and best friends at the time. You know, being so in the early seventies, oh, you know, uh-huh. wild. <laughs> I get the connection. So your birth father and who you thought was your birth father they were, for many years. Okay, we're roommates. Yep. Yep. Okay. So when they both got in trouble and fled, you know, um, they were both like twenty, twenty-one, where. I guess he was actually like like nineteen and twenty, but those two were because my mom was seventeen. So, do you think your mom ever told either of them, or just your birth certificate father? She didn't tell either one. Um, so, so talking with Dennis, you know, when when I first found him, he said, he "said you know, I, I'd heard that your mother had gotten pregnant and moved away to to Las Vegas." So he's right about that part because that's where I was born. Um. You know, and he's like, but rumor was, you know, that it could have been mine or it could have been his, like no one knew, but so I don't know. I had wondered though if, you know, I don't know, it's always those things that play in your mind, you know, well, how come she told me this other guy and how come this and that, you know, and with his story changing a couple of times, it's like, what did you do? You know, like, what's the root, what's the truth, you know, but hmm. could have, would have, should have. Yep. So. Have you told your family or your kids yeah, at all yeah, about this? So they, they all actually gotten really close to Roy's sister. Um, my aunt that lives in Arizona. Um, oh. That one was oh. the hard one. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. 
Um, we, we'd gotten really close, you know, the last 20 years. Oh. And so then, you know, having to go back and tell her and her, because he had a third, so he had another sister as well, and telling them, you know, having to go back and telling them that I'm not actually, you know, their brother's kid. And they kind of felt like they had gotten part of their brother back. So, so that was a hard one. Oh. So, but, you know, they, they said, you know, nothing changes, you know, we're still family. You can't, you know, you can't mm-hmm. change, you know, 20 years of history. So. Yeah. It was at least a year before I told her because I wanted to make sure. Cause I thought the funny part is, is that I was at first, I was wondering maybe, maybe one of them was an NP. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, like. Um, cause you know, it was the war and there's guys over there, you know, and maybe, maybe their mom had seen another guy too. <laughs> maybe one of, they didn't have the same dad or something, you know? And yep. So I was trying to really figure it out before I had to go break some news to her and take it in a whole nother direction, <laughs> which I hadn't even, I hadn't even really even heard of the MPE thing yet. I think it was pretty close around the time that I actually discovered who, my biological father was when I'd actually even heard the term by that point, I think it was really interesting to like, you know, how I was going through family trees and, you know, comparing centum organs and doing all that. And then seeing all the work that CC Moore's done. Now, who is that CC Moore? That sounds familiar. CC Moore, uh, genetic detective. She does like a lot of genetic stuff. She actually helps her solve oh. quite a few murders with what is it? Paraben. Well, she has a TV show. Okay. Yeah, the DNA detectives or genetic detectives or something like that. So she's been in the groups and quite in in the, the MP groups on Facebook as well. So she actually helped solve a murder that happened here. Actually, I don't know if you've heard of the Chris Tapp Angie Dodge murder. No. What? Say the names again. Chris Tapp, he's a local that I grew up with, and he he spent 20 years in prison for murder he didn't commit because he got coerced into a false confession. Oh. So so the girl's mother um, went through and was watching all the interrogations, and she, after watching about 10 hours of interrogation videos, she's like, this kid isn't the one who killed my daughter. And so she was actually ended up becoming his biggest advocate to help him actually get out and ended up catching another guy. He's on trial right now. His name is Brian drips. He actually raped and killed Angie Dodge. I think I've been seeing this in the headlines. Oh, this is fascinating. Okay. And it was all because of, and so just, just doing the same things that we do when we go on, go on the hunts of trying to figure out who, who these people are in our family trees. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. You really sound like, you know, you've had to learn a lot about centum organs. You yeah. sounds like, you know what you're the relations yeah. and what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a heck of a heck of a hunt. So. Well, I just want to give you all my good thoughts with your impending visit to meet your birth father. Yeah. And I would be, so I would be a range of emotions if I were you nervous, yeah. excited, who knows, guarded all of them. It's interesting though with these people, like, cause when I was like searching through, cause I was doing all the Facebook stalking of different people and 
And it's like, even though I'm digging through his cousin's family members, I'm like, I'm seeing traits like, oh, look, there's my hands, you know, oh, look, you know, is that my earlobe? You know, like you're, <laughs> you're like trying to figure this out, you know, like who's, which one of these people? <laughs> yeah. And like I said, it was such a huge, huge group of people, you know, so it was nice to have a couple of them helping me out though. I think I shipped off probably five or six different tests to people that I paid for and shipped to them trying to, you know, all right, who's, who's next in the next of the 21 to, to talk to me a little bit and let's see if we can get a closer hit. So, oh, oh, that is so interesting. Three of those before, before the 23 me thing happened that actually sped up the process. Cause it probably would have been another year or two at least at that point had we not gotten any of them. So so I guess that's one of the things I would definitely tell people to do if, if you're searching and stuff, submit and upload everything you can. So. so yeah, you did your 23 and me, and that's so interesting. Your half sisters must have decided to do that one. And they just barely submitted theirs too. They they actually got them as gift as a Christmas presents. So I just decided to do it, you know, for heritage stuff because they weren't very close to their dad's side of the family. And mm-hmm. so. Yep, that's a great tip. Submit yes. your DNA, do all the databases so you can get hopefully a closer hit. If people want to get in touch with you, Jason, ask you new questions, find out more, could they do that? Yeah, yeah, just go ahead and post my email. It's just J-A-C-S-O-N-W-A-L-L at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing where you're at. That's I'm nervous for you about your visit and And happy for you that you're meeting your half sisters, hopefully this summer when things. Yeah. It's, it's been really nice. They've been really welcoming. Um, You know, the, the older one that I matched to first, she was, she was pretty closed off at first. She's the, she was the one that's a little harder to break through, but once you do, she's a little more passionate about it, you know? Um, How long did that take? um, It took, well, I mean, they, they were talking to me pretty quickly, but she was just real hesitant where the other one was like talking to me right off the bat. But now like with the, with the younger one, she's, she's a little, she's, she's kind of the same, just consistent. The other one's like a little more like loving and welcoming. And so the one that's, that's hard to break through, but once you do, you know, once you're in, you're in, it takes a while though. Yep. 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 Where the other one, she'll, she'll talk to you. She's there, but she'll just kind of keep it this certain length. You know, she's, she's like a little more longevity, uh, guarded. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, will you shoot me an email and let me know how your visit goes once things calm down? I'd love to hear more about it. Definitely will. So, you know, going through it twice, you know, it, it was, it was really hard the first time. And then the second time you're like, here comes back all these feelings again. You know, gosh, a double NPE, you know, how, how you feel. And it's hard, you know, cause you know, if, if a lot of other people know who, who both their parents are and you know, it's, it's different, you know, you always hear the, you know, like everyone mentions, you know, the, well, you're still the same person, but you're really not, you are, but you're not. It's hard to explain if mm-hmm. working through it, you know. I'm sorry you had to go through this twice yeah. as a double MPE. I'm so sorry. 
it's 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 getting easier now. So just gotta get that that trip done so that I can at least try to close one part of it. Yeah. So, so yeah. Well, thank, thank you, you for so much. All that you do as well. I really really enjoy your stories. These stories are here for us to identify with. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, email npestories at gmail.com. You do not have to give any identifying information. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, I'd like to hear from you. Subscribe to this podcast to hear more. Come heal with us. Mm-hmm.